Welcome to today's episode. We're going to talk all about accountability and why it's so valuable to you to expedite and reach your goals that much quicker. My name is Marcel Hansen, and you're listening to Small Habits, Big Changes. Let's dive in. I've mentioned many times about tracking. We started with My Stable Table and I shared with you a few tactics. I shared with you a few tactics about how you can track your hydration without an app, very simple, homemade little hacks, easy peasy. As far as tracking your sleep, you can track what time you went to bed. You can track what time you woke up naturally, hopefully without an alarm, and you can track whether or not you felt rested. You also could engage in a biometric assessment tool. You also could, if you didn't want to, just keep it on paper or or in a note on your phone. You could track it within an app. There are plenty of them out there. You also could have a biometric meter track it for you. Whether that's the Sleep Aid, the Aura, the Whoop, I use a couple of those actually and assess the accuracy of the other best I can. And I highly recommend tracking for almost everything you do. Again, if you think about it like sports, if you were a runner, how would you know if you ever improve? Pretty obviously, even if you aren't a runner, you're probably going to know that you would write down the time or check the time. That's why runners probably wear watches a lot, or they nowadays even have, you know, those little armbands that hold your phone because they're tracking their steps, their pace, their heart rate, the time it took. And if you really want to train yourself as a runner, I suspect, I'm not a runner, I suspect that you would hit the same route over and over again, first measuring your benchmark and then measuring maybe your successive times until you reach the time that you were shooting for. Seems pretty simple. I think it's the same for all sports. If you were a baseball player, there are easy stats that are kept at any game that you go to, except maybe intramural. But even in high school, they kept stats on how many balls or strikes you get, how many base hits, if it was a single, a double, a triple, if there were people on base and you got runs batted in, RBIs. If you popped out, they usually will even, they'll track where it went to, right? And who caught it. You also have a batting average. It's a pretty long-term macro shot of how well you will do at bat. You know, the average like MLB, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I imagine that that hitting one out of three or a little bit better is actually great. I mean, those balls are coming at you at you know, 100 miles an hour. So maybe having a 350 average is pretty good. Way back in the day, I played for the Southern California Women's Baseball League and the pitches were not quite 100, thank goodness. They were right around 65 to 75. Still pretty fast in my opinion. Everyone always knew where they were at because we kept stats. There was a statistician who sat with a book and literally marked down balls, strikes, fly out, RBIs. And then from that, at some certain point when you were up to bat, you know, maybe five times, six times, seven times, first couple games get under your belt, you have an average. It's the same for other sports as well. Sometimes it's not about speed. Sometimes it's about accuracy. Uh, Perfect examples, I used to play tennis. So someone serving 130 miles an hour 
is a pretty big serve, but if you know where it's going and it's always going in the same spot, maybe it's always going down the middle, you're always going to be ready for it, right? So versatility and placement becomes an issue as well. So maybe you practice back in the day. Again, I used to practice with setting cans up, one in the outside corner, one in the inside corner, maybe one right in the middle. And then, you know, just as you're getting ready to set up for serve. So the coach behind me would say just before, hit it down the line or hit it down the center or hit it in the middle of the box. And I would adjust in those few seconds before I toss the ball up. Now, certainly we could track that as well. How many times out of 10 can I hit that can on the tee? If I can hit it 10 out of 10 times, I am hitting down the tee, 100%, right? Basketball, another great example. Just watched a fantastic game last night from the W, and stats are big. How proficient you are at shooting free throws. They keep track of that. There are plenty of women in the W that are, you know, 75, 80%. So seven or eight times out of 10, they're going to hit their free throws. Maybe don't want to foul them. Of course, Jewel Lloyd is nearly 90%. I think she's eighth or ninth all time in the W. So you probably you want to consider another game plan if you're going to foul her because it's just free points. Nine out of 10 times she's going to hit it. So you might get lucky and she might miss it that one, but she's got pretty good stats. Okay. They're tracking her progress. How many threes? How many threes from different locations? How many in the paint? How many blocked shots? These are things that we track. And over time, if that's your role, maybe you're a big in the middle, you're in the paint. Block shots is big, right? Mercedes Russell. Brittany Griner, you know, these these bigger gals that are in the center, that's their job is to swat it down. Natasha Howard, former Storm. There are so many I could name, you know, dozens. When you're watching a sporting event, maybe it's not occurring to you that these things have been tracked, but they have from day one. And it's kind of what is impressive about some players is that you can see the trajectory of their betterment and kind of predict that for their future play. Also, you can see who was really good to start and who has maintained such a brilliant percentage of proficiency. So while we're not elite athletes, most of us, some of us are, it's still very important to track. This is how you keep yourself accountable. It's how you can see your progress. It's how you can see your progress. Sometimes we have a hard time seeing, you know, how we were a year ago or two years ago or 10 years ago. Documentation provides that visibility for you. You can journal it and certainly reading back journals is very helpful. However, documenting objective data and watching the trajectory is actually so underrated for the everyday person. I just cannot stress enough. This is huge. If you want to see change, if you want to experience change, you want to embrace change, you want a new something in your life, whether it's more money, more better health, better relationships track your activities. And tracking means consistency. You have to consistently every day track what's going on for you or it's not really accurate. Take Jewel Lloyd. She just passed 4,000 shots taken in the WNBA made. I think she's in the top 10 of all time shots made for the duration of her career, which is still rather young in my opinion. Suppose like two or three years, they didn't track it. So we don't really know how many she has. Yes, she has 4,000, but she could have 6,000. She could have 5,500. There's a massive difference between that if you're actually objectively noting what she's made shot-wise in her career. So doing it 
consistently, tracking consistently is important. Is it going to be as deadly as not having, you know, documented 15 to 20% of made shots on a professional basketball player's resume? No. However, to understand and really give yourself the best opportunity to see your growth, you need to document it every day, track it every day. I'm a huge proponent of having people in your life that know kind of where you're at, whether that's a therapist, counselor, or coach, whether it's a trainer that gets to see how you move each and every day or week, or even once a month, it's an acupuncturist, if it's your naturopath, someone that sees you on a regular basis and preferably frequently. A massage therapist is a great one. Naturopath, you may only see once a year, maybe every six months. So a masseuse, acupuncturist, a trainer, these people, they see me every week, right? So they can see things about me that maybe I miss. Maybe my trainer sees that, oh, you're holding a little tension in your left shoulder or whatever or a little less mobility. Usually I do know ahead of time just because I'm in tune with that. But if I weren't, it's fantastic to have outside eyes on me, right? And they do have a certain level of subjectivity, but usually in a professional realm, that's what they're looking for. Consistency, things that can optimize and things that may hinder. So they're looking out for potential injuries. They're looking out to keep me moving safely and being healthy. So they're on my team, if you will. How I could do that completely on my own is I'm, I guess I could videotape myself walking to and from a, a mirror or something every single day and I could review that and see how my gait is. Seems silly. I'd never even thought of that till just right now, but totally possible. I do a bunch of other metrics and keep track of them, whether it's blood pressure, whether it's O2, whether just had a VO2 max test done, whether it's my heart rate, my resting heart rate, my heart rate variability, my blood pressure, just checked my triglycerides and cholesterol this morning on a lipids analyzer. Like there's a number of things that I can do. And I like keeping those biometrics from time to time because it's really, it's just interesting to me. However, the true tracking is in the consistency. And so not only do I do those once in a while, there are few that I do every single day, whether it's resting heart rate, heart rate variability, my sleep, my strain, my recovery. I, I am checking those each and every day. And so they're a, they become a framework over time that allows me to see how much I should or shouldn't exert during the day. And not so much the should, but if I want to optimize my recovery, then I will have a heavier, more strenuous day. If I want to optimize my recovery, as in take advantage of the fact that I've just recovered from whatever strenuous activity I'd done yesterday or the day before, I've slept well, my heart rate variability is up, my heart rate, resting heart rate is low, I'm feeling good. Then, but to capitalize on that, I can go and exert myself to a greater degree today. Now, then tomorrow, I, I may not, I may need more recovery. So you can plan massages or self-care around how you care for your daily activities, like how you mind your daily activities. So you can plan your self-care each and every day and adjust it according to how your biometrics are revealing to you your condition. I think you'd be surprised, even though I'm very, very in tune with my body, the biometric is an interesting thing to have it tracking these things that I can't see. And I'm not, I'm not walking around checking my pulse all day long. My whoop is, my aura is. So my point being is that it's, it's not 
transparent what's going on within the cellular wellness of your body and having something that shows you how you're doing so you are not in the dark about it is really valuable. If you want to live longer, if you want to be happier, this is your business. This is what you need to focus on, to mind, to grow. Your business is your body, your mind. And there are ways that you can be helped whether it is a coach or a biometric meter or, or journaling, you can do other things that help you stay accountable and stay focused, or you can do it the old fashioned way and write it all down. And it does take a little bit more time. You have to go through all of the steps of the measuring yourself each day. We have technology that can help us out now, and that does cut down on the daily time that it may take but it takes virtually just a few minutes to do the measurements that I do and the documentation that I do. And I know that it could be the same for you if that's what you wanted. I highly recommend you taking seriously the body, the mind that you have right now, the spirit. We are spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings living a human experience, in my opinion, and we have a lot to give. We should be here for a very long time, feeling great, being active in our bodies and being available to be of service to others. I hope this has resonated with you. If it has, fantastic. If you're struggling with a certain something that I may have said and you want more clarity, join our texting community. If you can text in the United States, it's absolutely free to you. There will never be a charge for it. The number is 206-483-2960. Text the word yes. You'll fill in just a couple questions and then like your name and your age. And then those come directly to me. Alternatively, if you know someone who also wants to become more accountable for their actions and their growth, please consider sharing if you have the option to hit the link here and send it off to a friend. That'd be fantastic. Until our next episode, pick one thing in your life that you're curious about or that you maybe never even thought of. Your resting heart rate, your blood pressure, your O2. Think of how you can measure that. Maybe you can just, maybe you have a cuff that you can put on and measure it at home. A lot of people do. Nowadays, it's really simple with a finger prick. You can test your cholesterol. You can test your blood glucose. Choose something and do it for a week and do it at the same time of the day, maybe eight o'clock in the morning. You're going to check your, your resting heart rate. Maybe at noon, you're going to check for someone else. Maybe at noon, you check your blood glucose after lunch, right? Whatever it is, maybe for some of you, you use alarms so you know what time you got up, but maybe you just clock the exact time you went to bed. I'd say that most people that I talk to are not as consistent and you can track and see what time you're going to bed, give or take a little bit of wiggle room there. I know a lot of you use the scale and measure your weight. I'm not huge on that just because fat and muscle have different composition and you can weigh the same as the person next to you or be at the weight that you want to be at and have more fat versus muscle or more muscle versus fat. So I'm, I'm not a huge fan of just weighing yourself, but it's great. We do it once a week, weigh the cats, make sure that I'm consistently feeding them. And, and as they're getting older, they're not losing too much weight there. So I do it. I'm not, I'm not fixated on it. We certainly don't do it every day. But if it's your only measurement, sure, do that. But pick a same time of the day that you're going to do it, maybe right before bed, maybe just out of the shower. Just pick a, a metric that you can stick with for one week that you're curious about and document it. 
and let me know. Shoot a picture of your journal. Send me any questions or inquiries you have to the texting community. And until our next episode, get tracking. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel any part of this episode resonated with you, then please consider sharing it with a friend who may also find value in it. And remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And before you go, did you know we have a fantastic free text community? If you want more bite-sized health hacks and reminders delivered directly to your phone, absolutely free, then text keyword YES to 206-483-2960. Again, that's keyword YES to 206-483-2960. And we'll see you on the inside.